This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and new customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000. Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And indeed, there are two sides to every story, but if you want to hire great talent for your business faster, there's only one way to do it. You need Indeed. So uh, we're back. Um, Sorry for a little bit of a lag here on the podcast. Uh, Wasn't really planned. Uh, Just been a busy time and uh, Nick has some things going on. Thought he was going to be on today, but something came up, which, hey, you know, happens. Uh, Life happens. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be back in the groove um, in short order. I know he wants to be back on the pod and he will be as soon as humanly possible. So a little bit of overview, what we're going to do today, what we're going to discuss. Uh, two practices in, what have we learned about the 2023 Patriots? Go through some of the you know, the headlines associated with what we've seen or what I've seen, two practices into this offseason. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. Uh, we'll do a little three up, three down, uh, sort of old school on what I've liked so far, uh, what I haven't liked so far and uh we'll also discuss deandre hopkins a little bit at the end of the podcast but you know let's start off with uh the patriots otas um sort of overall and let me just say um you know look i we we appreciate all the listeners on here um we really do um just want to reiterate that you know if if you really want my immediate opinions on things, uh, that's what bostonsportsjournal.com is for. And, um, you know, there you get, you know, every week I do a Q&A. Uh, so any questions, burning questions you have about OTAs and off-season practices, stuff like that that I haven't written about, you can ask in there and I will answer uh, as well as I can. Um, you know, all my observations about practice are posted right after practice. Um, you know, so the the podcast is never... You're never going to get all the information that I have on the podcast. Um, that's going to be on BSJ because that's, that's uh, you know, puts food on the table for us uh, more than the podcast. And so I uh, just wanted to reiterate, you know, 40 bucks a year. Um, you get me along with, you know, Celtics, Bruins and Red Sox. And uh, but mostly you guys are here for the Patriots. And, you know, I like to think that we have the best coverage in town, the most accurate and uh, most balanced coverage in town. So, you know, just making a little plug here. Uh, if if you want to know what Bedard thinks immediately, become a member of BSJ. And uh, there's a lot of benefits with that. So with that out of the way, um, OTA so far. Um, overall, I would say that uh, I liked, I have liked what I've seen. Um, attendance has been a little spotty. Um, I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it. I'm just not. It's a different day and age. You can say, you can make the argument that back when Tom Brady was here and they were winning championships, everybody was here, blah, blah, blah. I I don't really care. You know, that was a long time ago. It's a different NFL. It's a different athlete. It's a different team. It's a different coach. It's a different quarterback. Um, these things happen, you know, all over the place. And I'm sure that attendance is is good enough, you know, as is. Uh, what they're getting 
Um, you know, so I, that's been a little bit disappointing, but you know, like I said, it is what it is. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm not going to overblow it because I don't think it's a huge deal. You know, training camp is coming. That's when you put in the work. Everyone's going to have to be there. Uh, they will be there. You're just hoping get, the guys who aren't here are taking care of themselves so injuries don't become an issue. Um, things really become an issue when you miss the offseason, you know, like say uh, Isaiah Wynn. You, do you, just, you get your money. You get the fifth-year option picked up. And so you're basically guaranteed the next two years and you start slacking and then all of a sudden you're behind in camp and you get hurt and it's not good for anybody. So we'll have to monitor that as it goes along. Um, the offense. Uh, so far, I like what I've seen. Now, let's also be clear that we've only seen two practices. The first practice that we saw, uh, it looked like they were running uh, – we're, we're focusing on, quote-unquote, deceptive plays. Um, Play-action plays, reverses, screens, stuff like that. So it's not just like a drop-back game where I think, you know, I, I think that's where most games are won and lost. You have to be able to pass the ball at the end of games and from the pocket. So all this window dressing that you're doing is fine. You know, it's good early in games. It's good to establish things. But um, it's not going to determine, in my mind, whether this team is a good team or an average team. Um, <clears throat> so I assume we'll get to that. Maybe I'm, we'll see that probably in the mandatory minicamp. Uh, we have one more glimpse at the OTAs. Thanks to, uh, I want to give a shout out to Stacey James, the PR maven over at the Patriots, who, as I understand it, um, you know, did some hard work to try to get that third OTA that we lost due to uh, the, the penalties from the special teams meetings. And so we'll get another glimpse at the Patriots on Friday. Again, it's right before a weekend. Bill said they were going to go heavier on Thursday. Of course, we're getting another lighter day, so it could be a lot of jog throughs again. Um, but at least we get another glimpse. And uh, this week's practice, Bill even told us right up front, we're going to tempo things down. We ran a lot of plays the day before. Uh, it was so bad that the top four wide receivers weren't even on the field. Um, so it was really hard to glean anything from the offense in this practice, probably by design. And that's fine. That's, that, that's up to them. Uh, but look, what we've seen so far, I like what I've seen. I think that Bill O'Brien coming from Alabama and I wrote a column on this at BSJ, um, you know, your, your hope was that Billy O'Brien would take, you know, his base is the Patriots offense. And then. He's added what he did uh, at Penn State and then with Deshaun Watson in Houston. Then he goes to Alabama, and you're hoping that he blends all of those things to sort of maybe move the Patriots' offense into the modern game. And I, I would say from what we've seen so far, I would say that that, that has gone on, that you know it looks like Billy O'Brien is doing a really good job. They're putting a premium on space and, and moving people and a lot of movement. And so uh, I'm excited to see – where the offense goes from here, um, I think this has been a uh, a good first step for the offense, and I'm excited to see what how it happens going forward. Uh, let me tell you about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. We're in the NBA Finals right now. Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. Golf's the U.S. Open is coming up. Uh, baseball is going on. Ton of good stuff because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if you bet, if your bet, if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, 
I love I love the app. It's so easy. Sitting there on the couch, uh, in bed, you know, in your car, uh, you can get a bet in. And uh, you know, I will definitely be getting in on uh, some of the baseball coming up now that I'm following the Red Sox a little bit more. And so, you know, I'm excited for that. Uh, I love FanDuel. I love the app. They have great promotions every day. You know, you, you bet something, you get a bonus bet. Then, you know, you get a bunch of free bets on there. I'm telling you, uh, it's awesome. And you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel dot com slash boston FanDuel official sports betting partner of the nba 21 plus in select states first online real wager only ten dollar deposit required refund issues as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days restrictions apply see full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star LLC. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, PA, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 5342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-777 zero stop in Louisiana gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. As far as the QBs themselves, um, you know, I, I think uh, Mac Jones has been clearly the starting quarterback. Now, I do think that Bill, at least in the first practice, had a couple of subtle segments of practice where he allowed Zappy to get some snaps with the starters. And to me, that has some significance because this is sort of what we saw them do with Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Cam Newton went through offseason, through almost all of training camp, feeling that he was the starter and he was getting the starter snaps. That is going on with Mac Jones. But they also got Mac Jones enough work with the starters to sort of compare and contrast. That happened in the first practice. It didn't happen in the second practice. Second practice, it was all Mac Jones was QB1. Clearly, we'll have to see how that goes forward. But I do think, I think that the way to term it right now is that Mac Jones is in the driver's seat. He looks comfortable. He uh, he has a great energy about him. You can tell that it's a new day for him in the offense after what happened last year. And I think he's been, he looks energized with O'Brien here. And, and I think just, you know, working with a guy with Billy O'Brien's background and experience, it's got to be exciting for somebody like Mac Jones, especially after what happened uh, last year. Uh, Bill Belichick doesn't appear to have a whole lot of influence on the offense, at least from what we can see and what we're hearing, you know, in the background. Um, that's fine. I actually think that's the best thing for the Patriots. Um, you know, I think that 
the more uh, Bill O'Brien can take on with the offense and basically be the head coach of the offense. That allows Bill Belichick to have a little bit of an influ- more influence with defense and special teams, and that makes the Patriots better. So, so far, it looks like it's bearing out um, that way. I have not seen Bill Belichick and Mac Jones interact on the field. Um, do I think that's a big deal? Um, no, not really. Uh, I know people are going to make a lot out of it. And, you know, when I'm on different shows, they make a lot out of it because, you know, drama sells. And, um, you know, it's not ideal. Um, Do I think they have no relationship? No, no. I'm sure they have some sort of relationship. But I do think that Bill is more at arm's length with Mac Jones and the offense in general at this point. Something else that has stood out, and I just posted a column on this at bossesportsjournal.com, is uh, the defensive versatility is there, especially at the safety position. Um, they are using a flurry of guys at safety at all different spots. You know, you have Jalen Mills moving over from cornerback. You know, he's playing all over the place from deep free safety to box safety to slot cornerback. You have Kyle Duggar doing his thing. Adrian Phillips is playing some deep safety. Uh, you have the 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 rookie Marte Mapu, who you know week one was uh, was at sub linebacker with the starters um, in a red jersey, which is extremely surprising. To this time, he was exclusively at safety. So normally, what they do with these guys and a lot of guys, especially new guys, whether it's rookies or free agents or what have you. They try them at a bunch of different positions, get it on film. They'll look at it now and in the future in the offseason to get ready for camp. Um, So, you know, the versatility that we've seen on defense has been um, has been the normal thing, but definitely newsworthy. Um, The top, like I said, the top four wide receivers were out of practice the other day. I've never, ever seen that in my 20 years of covering the NFL. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was there watching. Devontae Parker was on the rehab field. Did not see Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw Tyquan Thornton at one point, but none of them took part in anything in practice, which left the likes of uh, Trey Nixon and Keishon Butte as uh, your de facto number one and number two receivers, which makes for a challenging practice, which is probably why they didn't do much on offense. But you know, I, I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and say, like, you know, the receivers logged a lot of miles the day before. And, you know, it was a really heavy day on their legs and they don't want to overdo it. So they gave those guys the day off and and, you know, left it up to to the youngsters. And um, the other big thing was uh, we got to see top pick Christian Gonzalez on the field yesterday for the first time. Um, certainly looks to part. Um, really nice, long, good-looking athlete, uh, great athletic ability. Backpedal looks good, transition, the hips, all that stuff looks good. Again, it was the type of practice where it's hard to tell much with the passing game, both with the offense and the defense, because it was so limited and the receivers that they were going against. Um, so, And we haven't seen the traditional sort of passing offense, like, you know, here we go, uh, you know, 15-yard out or slants or anything like that. Um, it's been a lot of, you know, bubble screen, short passes, play action, stuff like that, that we have seen. Um, so, but it's, you know, good. To, the most notable thing was he was 
immediately in the number one cornerback role. And it was Christian Gonzalez on the left. It was it looked like Jonathan Jones on the right. Um, and then they sort of mixed up. A lot of safeties played slot in this practice. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that this is the way it's going to hold going forward. Uh, I still think there's a chance. Marcus Jones has been, uh, you know, injured, dealing with the rehab group a lot. I mean, I guess he's injured because uh, he hasn't been out there very much. And so, you know, would it surprise me come training camp that we see, is it possible to see Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones, and Marcus Jones as your top three cornerbacks, and then that allows them to move Jonathan Jones to free safety? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, and that's the, the way sort of things go with NFL teams, with the Patriots. They're going to get a lot of things on film. They're going to evaluate it, and then they're going to go um, in a direction. And the last thing that I wanted to bring up um, – you know, we got to speak to Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar, among others, after practice the other day. Um, I took the opportunity to ask both of them about entering their contract years. Not that I didn't think that their answers were going to be anything different than they gave us. But, you know, these guys need to be, you know, on the record because um, you never know. Some guy might be disgruntled and say, like, yeah, I'm looking to get paid. and I hope something happens. And, you know, but both guys were really professional about it uche said whatever happens happens all i can do is all i can do is my job that's the only thing i can control so i let my agents handle all that and come out here every day and be the best football player i can be and be the best teammate i can be love that guy love uche he has the right approach uh, he probably also knows that if he puts up another uh, 11 sacks um he is he is going to cash in after this season um you know, I asked him about his role on the defense, whether he's happy with that, whatever is asked of me, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, no matter if I'm happy or not. You got to wake up each day and go to work. You've got a job to do and being able to have a job to do waking up in the morning and with purpose is a blessing. So I'm happy. Duggar was similar. That's not on my mind. That's the business part. I'm on the field. I'm trying to handle business on the field and let that be that. I definitely enjoy playing for this organization. So you know, great answers for those guys if you're a Patriots fan. Um, both of those guys are class guys. I didn't expect anything different. Um, you know, just in case you were wondering, uh, off the podium, I, I said to Josh, I said, you know, hey, I got a job to do. I got to ask the question. He's like, hey, yeah, big smile. He's like, no, no worries, man. Like, it's it's all good. These guys, these guys get it. They're both, you know, really good pros and really good players. And if the Patriots are going any place this year, they're going to have to have uh, a huge season, each of them, and I expect them to do that. Uh, we will be back in just a second. Okay, so three up from what I've seen so far in Patriots camp. Um, probably the thing that has stuck out the most is Mac Jones's demeanor, especially in this last practice. Um, he was, whatever it was, they must have had a good day on offense the day before because he was dancing, he was hooting and hollering. Uh, he was he was really enjoying uh what was going on in the field, including they had, it looked like they were running, they were running situational stuff in the second practice. And it looked like they were running sort of four minute offense where, you know, they're running the ball, you know, some draws. And then on third down, he threw a, a slant to Trey Nixon over the middle and Mac, it, it was a little bit high, but Trey Nixon did a great job, like leaping up, making the catch going down. And then Mac all of a sudden did a, a, some sort of jig um, down the field. That is 
not some that's something we have not seen in a long time from Mac Jones. Um, I remember the what was it, the first day of training camp, the offense did had some good moments and there was some excitement on the field. And then from there on out, it was uh Miseryville and um which is the way that they played. And uh you can notice the difference this time around uh with Mac Jones. I and mean, you know, I will say as a caveat, because that's what I do. Um you know, to give you both sides and sort of what's going on in my cynical mind that, um, no, I, I do not rule out Bailey Zappi being the quarterback of this team at some point in time. Um, remember Cam Newton did a lot of these, uh, this dancing and stuff, um, during that training camp, the off season, uh, before Mac took his job and Cam Newton was out of a job. Now, do I think that's going to happen here? No, I think to me in this circumstance, Mac Jones is clearly the better quarterback. Um, I thought that over the course of that summer, Mac Jones was clearly the better quarterback. I think that Bailey Zappi does a lot of really good things, including I think his his play fake, his his play fakes and his timing on his play fakes in this offense, they're really good. They really are. Uh, you know, are they better than Mac? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think Mac has, um, you know, I I, I don't think he's as He's as fluid with his movements as Bailey Zappi is. Um, so there, there's a de- definite benefit to that. And and look, I'm going to go back to what I've said before on Felger and Maz or Boston Sports tonight. Um, Mac's going to have to play well um, to keep his job, I think, this year against a challenging early portion of the schedule um, because uh, I, I, I do think that's on Belichick's mind. Now, I have no information. I'm just – telling you what I see and what I believe, but, um, that's where I am. So, so Max demeanor right now is, is awesome, but it doesn't mean everything. Uh, Bill O'Brien's offense. We talked about it earlier. Um, I love the different college off, uh, concepts that he's brought to the NFL. I do think he's updating the Patriots scheme a bit. Um, uh, before I come get too overboard, um, with what I've seen so far, I need more data. I need at least through the end of mandatory minicamp. Um, even then it'll probably be with a caveat and then, you know, we'll see what happens in training camp. But I like the different, uh, the the college concepts that he's brought. There definitely seems to be a premium on space spacing in the passing offense, which you guys know I was critical of last year. I thought the spacing was terrible. I thought the routes were terrible. I've heard a lot of good conversations, uh, good talk, like Taquan Thornton after the first practice talked about, you know, making every route look like a go route. This is stuff that has to go on. It didn't go on last year, but now with Bill O'Brien there to coach the coaches who then coach the players, um, you know, Troy Brown may be a hell of a coach with a, with a competent offensive coordinator. Um, you know, we don't know. I, I don't think, what happened last year, I don't think it allowed guys like Troy Brown to be at their best because they need to take, they need to hear from an offensive coordinator who knows what he's talking about. And Bill O'Brien definitely does. And and so far, so good with the offense. Um, and I think the youth movement um, that we've seen early on, Christian Gonzalez going right to cornerback one, um, Mapu, sub linebacker, and then safety. Um you know, the cornerbacks, Jack Jones looks like he's back where he was last year before the suspension. Can't wait to see more from Marcus Jones and whether they incorporate him on the offense. 
um, the young linemen. We've seen them out there at times, whether that's um, Jake Andrews, the center, Moffey, the right guard, City Sow has been at right tackle. Definitely looks like he has some talent. Looks a little undersized for tackle, but you can make that work. You know, if the he, he looks like he's got good feet and, and he does what needs to be done as as far as a blocker. So, you know, those are the things that have stood out to me before. Uh, stood out to me positively in, in, so far in OTAs. And we'll be back in just a second. Um, three down so far. And again, this isn't end-all, be-all. It's two practices in. I'm not saying that the Patriots are in dire straits with any of these things, but um, they just mm, sort of uh, made me raise an eyebrow a little bit. Uh, offensive tackle. We have not seen Trent Brown. I don't know if he's been here for any of the OTAs. I could see this definitely being a contract situation. Uh, you got to remember he was he signed here to be a right tackle. Then last year they moved into left tackle. No raise or anything like that. They didn't do anything at the tackle position, which you know was a problem and a problem that we've brought up here. I don't care if City South can play right tackle. I'm talking about a young, talented tackle that could have the ability to play left tackle for this team and give them an option and give them some leverage on a guy like Trent Brown. Like if they spent a first round pick on an offensive tackle um, who could play left tackle, would Trent Brown be here? Maybe, maybe not. But certainly if you're Trent Brown and you look at what the Patriots did this offseason at tackle, bringing Calvin Anderson, who's a, you know, a swing tackle or has been to this point in his career and Riley Reef who uh, is a veteran on definitely on the downside of his career. Um, you know, you look at if you're Trent Brown, you're like, I have all the leverage. They have nobody else who, who can play left tackle on this team. Um, you know, so I'm going to withhold my services unless they want to pay me to show up. I'm not making enough to go out there in, in voluntary stuff, uh, you know, to see what I can do. Um, you know, there is a downside to that, that, Calvin Anderson is getting a chance. Andrew Stuber, who was their seventh round pick last year. We finally have seen him on the field. He's the backup left tackle. You have Connor McDermott, who's been around. Uh, again, none of these guys scream franchise left tackle at all. But, you know, the longer Trent Brown stays away, the better Calvin Anderson plays. Then all of a sudden, Trent Brown is elsewhere. Um, so certainly the offensive tackle situation is been disappointing uh at uh, to this point look i'm not going to say that it's it's the end of the world because it's not if trent brown comes in and is healthy and plays 17 games and is you know with with bill o'brien here and with a real offensive line coach you know on top of them i think that gives the patriots a a, a good chance for success and then you have a, a left tackle and you can figure out right tackle you know they have Cole Strange will be better this year. David Andrews is really good. Michael Wenu hasn't been here yet, but he had offseason surgery. Those are, you know, if those guys all hit, those are four good offensive linemen. And yeah, they didn't play well last year, but that wasn't their fault. That was the scheme. That was the coordinator. And uh, if if they have to figure it out at right tackle with all these guys, Anderson and Reef and McDermott and Stuber and City Sal and what have you, you can do that. A good offensive coordinator, a good offensive line coach can certainly manage around a weaker and average right tackle. Um, 
Some teams don't even have um, two average tackles. So, you know, I, I'm not ready to hit the panic button on offensive tackle just yet. Um, another down for me, overblown cliche offseason storylines, um, including the quote-unquote fight yesterday. Um, yes, Cole Strange and Anthony Jennings got into it. Christian Barmore took a shot at David Andrews. Um, you know, is it great? No. Are there pads? No. Um, should there be anything going on where these guys are mixing it up like that? No. But it's freaking football. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is going to happen. Like, you know, some guy could have poked somebody in the eye. I mean, you know, a little bit of an inadvertent cheap shot down in the 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 man region, that sort of thing can set these things off. And it's just, it's football, all right? These guys are not UN diplomats. They're, they're football players. They're aggressive football players. That's why they're in the National Football League. And, you know, if they mix it up from time to time, to me, it is no indication of anything. This goes on with every team, every city in the NFL. To me, it doesn't say anything about what kind of program the Patriots are running or, or what's going on in the field. To me, it's just, it's just football. Uh, and the other down, of course, I got to mention it here. Uh, we didn't talk about it before because we, we've uh, taken a little podcast breather. You know, the Joe Judge thing, um, you know, losing two OTAs, um, you know, not great. And, you know, that, that he's the assistant head coach now. And where he's supposed to be taking things off Bill's plate and sort of overseeing things and let, letting Bill be, you know, Bill and dial things back a little bit. And then, you know, he has this uh, unforced error that he was reminded about. All the coaches were, they know the rules. They screwed up. They were warned by the NFLPA. They still did stuff. Like, it's just, it's just dumb. It just, it just was. And, you know, look, I like Joe Judge. Um, you know, I like his passion. I think he's good in certain roles um, for a football team. And uh, I, I think this is just an example of him. You know, he he's he's an effort guy. He is. And you can make fun of him. Um, I can make fun of him. Um, but the truth of the matter is he's, he's an effort guy. And he's going to do everything in his power to uh, make the football team better. And, you know, he kind of screwed up. And it's unfortunate that the last two practices, not the biggest deal. They probably would have canceled one of them. But certainly this is a team putting in a new offensive scheme and what have you that uh, could use all the practice that they can get. So that was definitely uh, a disappointment. Um, last thing I wanted to finish up here with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody's talking about it. People want to know, what do I think the chances of him coming to the Patriots are? Uh, I don't think they're great. Um, the only scenario where I see the Patriots landing DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't think there's any issues with Bill O'Brien and you know him playing for him and being traded from there. Like, you know, look, um, they had a very professional relationship there. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. DeAndre Hopkins was very productive. In Bill O'Brien's offense, he had the best stats of his career with Bill O'Brien. Um, yeah, DeAndre can be a little bit flaky at times. Um, practicing, you know, isn't isn't his forte, but he's a gamer. You know, come Sundays, he's there. 
Bill, Bill Belichick has dealt with this kind of stuff in the past. It's not a huge deal. To me, the impediment to Hopkins landing with the Patriots would be, um, you know, does Hopkins get a better, he's going to have to weigh. And now he has an agent. He has to weigh, all right, what's the money and my chances of winning? And which one is going to weigh more? Now, I know DeAndre likes his money. And I think that the Odell Beckham Jr. contract kind of screwed things up because, you know, it's upwards of $15 million. And DeAndre Hopkins is like, um, I'm a lot healthier. I've played better recently. Why shouldn't I get as much or more than Odell Beckham Jr.? And he certainly has a point. Um, so I think that's kind of affecting things. Um, you know, if the Patriots just stepped up to the plate and, you know, offered him like $10 million with upside, he'd probably sign here very quickly. Do I think the Patriots are going to do that? No. They did it for Antonio Brown, you know, for Brady. But I think that was a different time. And also they got a, a bit burned on that. So I think they're a little bit uh, afraid of that. I mean, they gave Nelson Aguilar $13 million. You can't give that to DeAndre Hopkins. You, I know they'll get their money's worth with Hopkins. But, um, I, you know, unless I think that Hopkins is hoping that the Bills or Chiefs or Cowboys or somebody, you know, that is viewed as a little bit more of a uh, immediate contender um, steps up with a decent offer, you know, something, you know, along seven to $10 million in base with upside to the deal. So he could basically make what he was supposed to make this year. Um, if he delivers and, um, you know, I don't have a huge problem with that contract, but I don't think he's going to get that anytime soon. I could see Hopkins sitting out for a while and, um, this might not happen until camp. I, I, you know, you look for some urgency, probably the, you know, the, the, the first period where this could really happen, that there will be some urgency is at the end of this month, once teams wrap up their mini camps, their off seasons, now they know what they have and they're able to say, we're lacking this. Would DeAndre Hopkins help us get over the top in this area where we're a little bit weaker than we anticipated before the off season? You know, if it doesn't happen there, then you're talking extended into training camp and preseason. Cause I don't think DeAndre Hopkins really wants to be in, in camp um, as much as he can avoid that. I think that he will. So, um, so that's it for the podcast um, this week. Um, you know, I will hopefully be back with Nick a little bit later in this week. Uh, make sure you check out fanduel.com slash Boston, um, athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Um, love that stuff. You should too. Uh, and indeed.com slash Bedard uh, to help your hiring because uh, – if you own a business out there, we all know that we need to find better candidates faster and indeed will help you do that. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we will be back later this week. 